Welcome to another Animal Tales podcast brought to you by SPCA Tampa Bay. It is episode number four. I'm Eric Keaton. This is Ashley San Antonio, and we're getting wild. It's the wildlife edition of the Animal Tales podcast. Ashley, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No problem. I mean, this is the person that you have to talk to besides going to our great website when it comes to wildlife. But first, like previous guests on our show from SPCA Tampa Bay, please tell us a little bit how you got involved with the organization and involved with animal welfare. Oh gosh, about almost six years ago, I applied to this to a position within the organization, an animal welfare position, and I had no idea I was applying to an animal shelter until I got here for the interview and I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Um, I've worked in various different departments, different roles over my six years, but for the past three years, I've been an intake manager and wildlife rehabber. And Ashley is moving up in the organization. I have to ask you, did not plan on this, don't want to catch you off guard. <laughs> what are your aspirations? Wildlife. Honestly, more research, more rehab, just learning different species and developing new new practices with them. Well, I have to say, growing leader in our organization, not just <laughs> with wildlife. So, Ashley, when you're out in the public and eventually somebody asks you, what do you do for a living? You're like SBCA Tampa Bay. And they're always like, oh, or it's a volunteer, maybe cats and dogs. And you're like, well, we also nurture baby wildlife and get them back out into the wild. What's their reaction? Because I know for most people that I talk to, they're like, really? Wildlife? Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. I don't think I've come across a single person that when I mentioned we rehab wildlife here, that they knew that already. No one, no one realizes that we have a rehab program or how much goes into rehab. So most rehabbers are out of their garage. They have a full-time job and they're doing this on the side to help help you know, with conservation, rehab, all of that. And so, you know, I tell them years ago, we were doing transport. We were doing rescue. We were picking up the animals and bringing them to places that can take care of them. And then we were like, hey, how can we help the community the most when these rehabbers retire? Because there's only so many large organizations mm -hmm. that actually rehab. And so that's when we were like, okay, let's limit the transport. Let's start with some species and let's start rehabbing here. And we asked around what species could these organizations that do work with them, what can we help the most with? With. And that's when they gave us a list and was like, if you do any of these, you are taking a load off of our back that you are helping us so much by doing this. So so when you look at SBCA Tampa Bay and the wildlife program, I've been here since 2019. How much has the intake gone up and down? Because we've mm -hmm. had COVID, we've had hurricanes, right. we've had people, you know, obviously staying at home after the height of the COVID pandemic and finding all these little creatures, how much has it gone up and down? Um, it stayed pretty steady, surprisingly. You know, during COVID, people were doing more things outside, so they were finding more animals. During hurricane, we have a huge influx of squirrels because that's during our squirrel baby season. All the trees are knocking the flying squirrels and the squirrels out of the trees. But um, we've seen a, a very steady, even through even through the pandemic and everything, of keeping the same amount of animals coming in. We've seen maybe decreases in certain species, but we don't really know why. But for the most part, we've stayed very consistent, very busy. 
Now, SBCA Tampa Bay, we're a nonprofit, we're a charity. We take donations. A lot of those donations sometimes will go to help our resources needed for the wildlife program. I can remember on one Giving Tuesday, we asked for a little baby wildlife carriers. Mm -hmm. I think we received $4,000 worth of those carriers. How can the community help? And what does staffing and your resources look like right now? Right now we have, so I'm a permitted wildlife rehabber. We have one other permitted wildlife rehabber, one that's in the works. She just took her exam and passed it. So yay for her. Mm And then we have three wildlife technicians. So at all times right now, we'll have at least five staff members in there. Um, and then we have a lot of volunteers too. So resource wise, mm-hmm. if you know of anyone that wants to feed some little possums, that's probably the number one thing we're looking for right now, or, you know, really vamping up our volunteers. We have a few really good ones that have stuck around through the years and we have a lot of students that come through and do this for volunteer hours but awesome. having more volunteers to help us whether that is maybe even running out to pick up a baby for us or just feed them for us it's a huge help so if you're interested in volunteering go through colleen cherry yes. our volunteer coordinator you can find out all that information on sbcatampabay.org how to get involved for information on wildlife we have that uh page as well so let's talk about the first rule of wildlife or rules of wildlife. I'm at home, see the baby bunnies. I've got a couple of dogs. I know there are a number of rules. Could you talk about those, share those with the public on some tips on what they should do if they find wildlife? Yeah. Um, first, call us. If you if you Google it, you're going to find so many different things you could do. But if you call us, we have a staff member that answers the phone from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Leave us a voicemail if it's outside of those hours. And even on our voicemail, it'll tell you what to do by calling an emergency clinic, something along those lines. But as long as you get a hold of one of our staff members, we can tell you, depending on the species, what to do. So we know for bunnies, mom only comes twice a day to go and feed them. So if you don't see mom all day and you're worried, that's not a bad sign. You know, we'll tell, we'll troubleshoot some things with you, tell you what to do to the nest to see if mom's coming back or not. If it's a squirrel, you play some baby squirrels crying. You'll see mom come right down from the tree, grab the baby, bring it up back to the nest. Possums are a completely different story. Moms don't leave their babies behind. If they've fallen off the back, mom's not coming back. <laughs> so um, possums will be something completely different. So really just getting a hold of us first so we can walk you through the best case for the baby because keeping them in the wild where they're meant to be is our is our goal but if they have to come here then they come here and we'll we'll take it from there do we have designated spots throughout the county that we go and drop off the baby wildlife um, so for when we're open, everyone can bring them straight to us. So our Largo campus, um, if it's during other hours or if you're closer to an emergency clinic like Blue Pearl, then they could be dropped off mm-hmm. there and then we'll pick up from them. Well, f- for what about us, Ashley, after the rehab has been finished? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. I know sometimes we get those emails that says <laughs> we're preparing a big, you know, yes. wildlife and it's a, you know, a nice release and mm-hmm. there's always great video. Talk about those a little bit. Yeah. So we have a list of of um, people who have uh, really good release areas for us. So we want someone that owns their property. We want enough property. And we also want to have trees. And depending on the species, we want a certain type of atmosphere away from busy highways, busy roads. So we have a a really good list, and we're always looking for more, um, of really nice properties.
ways to release them on. And we like to know it's an area that's not going to get over inundated with the species either. So we don't want to release every single squirrel on the same property every single time. We want, you know, 10 here, 10 there, Mm -hmm. something like that. Ashley, let's uh, touch a little bit on the types of animals. I know you mentioned it uh, a little bit, squirrels, opossums, Mm -hmm. rabbits. Uh, which ones are we seeing more of and how does what does that care look like for them? Right. So every every species is a lot different. <laughs> so we right now we do some small mammals such as squirrels, rabbits, flying squirrels and possums. And then we have songbirds such as grackles, doves, um, mockingbirds and blue jays. We're looking to add a couple more this uh, season coming around, which I think we'll talk about in a little bit. But um, right now we're going into the big baby season. So that's going to be possums and songbirds that we're going to be seeing the most of. Um, Every songbird that we picked, we managed to pick them in a way that they all have completely different diets, which was fun our first year Mm -hmm. of trying to figure everything out. But um, we have really, really good uh, care sheets, really, really good broken down for all of our staff members, volunteers on how to care for everyone. So um, from about end of April to about the beginning of August, we'll be seeing those possum songbirds, rabbits in. And then starting August, we'll start seeing all the squirrels come through. So it kind of sh- makes a shift and we're kind of in a down season right now, but we're starting to see those possums trickle in. So since I've worked here and to let uh, our listeners and viewers on YouTube, by the way, subscribe everybody. And we had people on our staff learning that you can hit a notification button on SBCA Tampa Bay on YouTube. So that way you can learn when we have a new podcast or we have a new video. We produced uh, a few different videos with members of your team mm-hmm. for uh, the Great Explorations Children's Museum on care on how we care for opossums, uh, baby rabbits, baby squirrels. And we have those on our YouTube channel. I know for me personally, when uh, I didn't follow our flow chart on the uh, webpage when I found some baby rabbits because I had two big dogs at the time and I said, oh, they're not going to be able to live together in the backyard. So I scooped them up, was able to bring them to our wildlife team. They were able to take care of them as well. But what stories do you have from meeting members of the public or volunteers or something recently mm-hmm. that is really like, well, this is a great story uh, to help the, the public understand our mission and what we do? Yeah. Um, We actually just had one, I think it was last week, we had a a lawn uh, company come out and they had found a squirrel on the ground in the Mm -hmm. parking lot. And so first thing someone did was, oh, let's call our wildlife team over. And uh, we were able to reunite the baby with its mom by just playing a video of a baby squirrel crying. And they stood there for not very long. And mom came down the tree, picked the baby right up and ran right over to where the nest was, which was really cool and really, um, really fun to see it in action, especially for the rest of our staff, because not everyone gets to see something like that. And our mm-hmm. team does stuff like that every day. And so I'd say reunification times that's and people come in, they bring us the bunnies and we're like, hey, their best chance is back in that nest. And then they're like, oh, well, I have I have dogs or I have cats or there's, you know, there's feral cats in the community. And we walk them through how we can try to protect those babies while mm-hmm. keeping them still out there. So um, there's I mean, we've even had a mama possum come Come in with um, like six or seven babies. They can have more than that. And we had babies come in around that same size.
size and we were able to kind of like make that a surrogate mom and give her more baby possums. And then the person who found that possum was able to release her with all of these babies now. So it's it's really cool getting to see the community learn new things about species that no one really knows much about, especially possums. They look so scary, but they're so mm -hmm. docile, so um, so good for the environment. How um, is there any crossover between the medical team here at the shelter and with wildlife mm -hmm. when it comes to the care? Could you talk yeah, about that? Absolutely. So our wildlife techs that are in the in the um, wildlife area taking care of them 24 seven, they know a lot and they learn things from our doctor every day. But sometimes, you know, this uh, squirrel might be losing a significant amount of weight or maybe it's not gaining weight. We'll have our medical team help do some fecal floats, help us identify some parasites that might be in their um, in their gut. And then once we deworm them, we start seeing them start gaining weight again. So we have quite a bit of crossover, whether it comes from fecals or skin scrapes to check for mites or x-rays to make sure there's no bo uh, broken bones. Um, our team, our vet techs are often helping our wildlife team. And then our doctor oversees the entire shelter. I don't know how she does it, but she oversees everything and That's she's Dr. still Sharon Pindar. yeah she's amazing love her so much she um is the sweetest person and she makes a point every single day if we text her hey we have possums we have a squirrel and we have a blue jay we need you to look at all of them she comes over right when she finishes surgery and then she e examines all of them and tells us what's what to do and sometimes yeah. it is bringing them to our vet techs to do a yeah. couple things that we don't have abilities for over there and Ashley that's a, a future podcast that we need to have having Dr. Pindar and Dr. Mitchell. So that way the public can learn to understand the difference between animal care at a shelter mm -hmm. for the dogs and cats and wildlife versus Dr. Mitchell and the dogs and cat care who are pets at home because right. it is a huge mm -hmm. difference. How much are, are you learning just by observing and, and being oh, here the number of years? I, I am lucky enough to have my desk right next to Dr. P. So I'll be <laughs> like, hey, Dr. P, my dog has this going on. And <laughs> I've, I've learned so much. I'll even go home and I'll see something on my pets and I'm like, oh, I know exactly what that is. It's, it's really cool. <laughs> yeah. So for wildlife, the future, what are some of the animals that are possibly going to be mm -hmm. uh, having rehab here at SBCA Tampa Bay and then getting them back out to their homes? So once we have our enclosure squared away and we have our permits squared away, we're hoping to start with screech owls, which everyone's very excited about. We wanted to start with some with a, a bird of prey, but a small one. So that mm -hmm. will be a first step. And then woodpeckers, adding them to our birds as well. So um, those are two species we see a lot of. So when we picked our initial species, like I mentioned earlier, Earlier because we wanted to m help make the the biggest impact we could and those were the most common species so now these are the next two that will help our community help our fellow rehabbers in the area and folks if you're wondering if you have woodpeckers in your area if in the morning you ever hear that that is a woodpecker banging on the awnings or your gutters mm -hmm. because it happens in our neighborhood and i can remember my son one morning going what i mean it sounds like a little tommy machine gun or something and there he is up there just going i'm like eventually he will figure it out that it's might be no insects in there or mm -hmm. something to eat anything yeah. else to add ashley about the wildlife program Hmm. I don't think so. Just, you know, keep an eye out. It's that time of year. You're going to see a lot of possums traveling, looking for mates. You're going to see a lot of baby birds learning how to fly soon. So just keep your eye out. Give us a call before you touch anything. And we are we're ready for the season. And I thought of one final question before we head out of uh, here, because I know it was on our website. We do have links to like coyotes, raccoons, mm -hmm. probably even otters. I mean, they're right. all 
you know, in our neighborhoods and in our uh, woods, uh, if we live close uh, to those type of areas in uh, in the county, what do you have for people out there? Uh, because I know that they probably see coyotes at night when they're yeah. walking their dogs or raccoons in the trash can. Yeah. What can you help? How can we help them? So you can still give us a call, even though we don't rehab those species here. Right. We still have resources and different things we could walk you through. And we have other rehabbers in the area. So let's say someone brings us a injured egret. We're going to go and we're going to go to the resource that rehabs them right now and we can transport them there. So we're still able to help all species. We just don't rehab all of them here. We'll get them to where they need to go. I had one of those little river otters Mm. uh, in my neighbor's house one day. I was getting ready to let my dog out and I heard something in the trash. And so I go outside and I'm looking at the trash. I'm like, something's over there. And all this, I thought it was a dog. And then the otter comes out and I, I swear, Ashley, he walks over, looks at me and had that look on his face like, dude, I am so lost. Can you help me find water or something to eat? And I looked at him. I'm like, stay right there. I went to go get my phone. By the time I got my phone, I couldn't keep my dog out. That otter must have smelled my dog and it was gone. I mean, Mm -hmm. that that was it. Didn't get a picture or anything. It's super cool because Pinellas has such a variety of wildlife here. And I don't think anyone really realizes it until you experience something like that yourself. If you're in Highlander Park in Dunedin and you're running around in the woods up there on on the trails, you will hear the otters jumping into the water (laughs) because you'll think, oh, gator. No, those aren't gators. They're all the otters and you'll see them swimming away. They're Mm -hmm. like they're like high and by at the same time. Ashley, well done. Anything else to add? No, I think that's everything. Thank you for having me. No, not a problem. <laughs> we got wild here on episode number four. Stay with us. We're going to hear from Hills, talk about the pet walk right after this. Get ready for the 32nd annual pet walk. Join SBCA Tampa Bay and help take care of animals in our community. Gather your friends, family, and coworkers and create your pet walk team. Log on to PetWalk.org. The registration is free and start fundraising for SBCA Tampa Bay. Your gift can make a difference in the lives of animals in our community. Each individual who raises at least $25 will receive a PetWalk t-shirt. Celebrate with your favorite pet or goat at North Straub Park and OCC Roadhouse and Museum on Saturday, April 15th. Every time you feed your pet hills, you help feed a shelter pet, which helps make them healthy, happy, and more adoptable, changing their life forever so they can change yours. Science did that. All right, ready to close out episode number four. Thank you to Jable and Hills Pet Nutrition for sponsoring, presenting our 32nd annual pet walk to be held at not one, but two locations. Orange County Choppers Roadhouse and Museum, and also at North Straub Park. Folks, free to sign up. You can help support our For All Shelter when you form a team and bring your team in with donations, and we will celebrate on Saturday, April 15th. You can sign up for one of those two locations. You can bring out your friends, and then we can have a half mile to about a 1.5 mile walk at one of those two locations. If somebody can do both, hey, I'm all for it, then you try to do both. But also, if you sign up for Pet Walk and pay an extra $10, you can be in the Pet Costume Contest. Last year, we had dogs dressed up as Elvis. We had Starbucks. We had hot dogs and mustard. Of course, you can think up your own this year. 
and base it off maybe Guardians of the Galaxy. That's the one that I'm waiting for. Also here at SBCA Tampa Bay, we have our Foster to Adopt program. Please go to our website. You can find all of our adoptable animals. Remember, wildlife is not to be adopted. We talked about that earlier. We release and rehab them first and then release them back out into the wild. But we do have pocket pets, small critters, cats, and dogs here at SBCA Tampa Bay. We are averaging about 50 to 60 adoptions a week. And as always, we could use your support. If you go to our website, hit the big green Donate Today button, and you will help our wildlife program, you will help our events, and you will help all of the animals in our care. But again, a reminder, petwalk.org, two locations, sign up for free. If you raise at least $25, you'll get a nice t-shirt. It will be branded with our logo. If you form a team and you raise a lot of money, you could be eligible for more prizes. But most importantly, you will help the animals in our care. We'll see you on the next episode. That will be number five, where we will be talking about our Pet Walk event coming up on April 15th. Thank you for watching and listening.